Welcome, Wildcats, to Weaver State Weekly. I'm your host, a man who's so wide open. He's basically Rasped Shahid on a kick return, Colby Peterson. On the pod today, we have a man as wide open as a fake ballot box on Election Day. <laughs> Dustin Chapman. Very political take from me. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like it. Next, a man who feels as wide open as a Dallas Cowboys wide receiver sometimes. AC. I hate the NFL, man. Cowboys suck. <laughs> I hate it. And finally, we have a man as wide open as Chappie's wallet when the lunch check is left on the table. Mr. Sean I Lewis. have broken bread with Chappie many occasion. I'm not going to tell you whether he's generous or whether he's cheap. Just know it's one of the two. You're going to have to find out for yourself. On today's show, we're going to be having another player interview for you guys. We're going to be talking with senior men's basketball guard Cam Davis about what to expect this season with so many new players on the roster. What brought Cam to Weber State from the University of Pittsburgh and uh, all kinds of things. So. Looking forward to that interview. It's a great time. Uh, next, we'll be talking about the men's basketball schedule, which the Big Sky released last week. We're going to be getting the panel's takes on what they think that will look like and how they how it might shake out. And then finally, we're going to be playing a game. We always play a game, and so we got to play a game. We're going to be playing this week a game called Over Under, and it's all about hoops. We're going to be getting takes on over-unders for the men's basketball season and the women's basketball season. We've done that earlier in the show, but now that we have a solid schedule in front of us, we want to see if anything has changed with our panel. So we'll put it to them and see what they think. But first, if you haven't already, please subscribe. Uh, Follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, or on Spotify. All great places to find Weber State Weekly. And if you are interested in continuing to chat with us, find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Twitter is the best place to chat with the Weber State Weekly team and get to know what we think. But also, we'd love to hear what you think. So feel free to follow us there. And please, if you haven't already, Rate the podcast, whether that's on Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher, any of those places, helps boost the profile of Weber State Weekly and help us find our way into the feeds of more Wildcat fans, wherever they may be. All right, we are excited to join with us tonight uh, senior guard Cam Davis on Weber State Weekly. Cam, thank you so much for chatting with us and our panel. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And we're so excited to talk to you tonight about your journey to Weber State, uh, what what drew you here to Ogden, and then also a little bit about training. This year's obviously been really weird. The schedule's shifted. We finally have a good schedule now that the Big Sky has approved. And then uh, just talking about you know building that chemistry as a, as a team with a lot of new faces on the bench. But I wanted to start out by uh, asking you about you. Uh, originally from Denver, Colorado. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, I'm from Colorado, uh, the Denver area. I've moved around a lot growing up. So I lived in North Carolina for years, but I'm mostly from Denver. What what prompted that move? Is it, you know, like parents in the military? Just... My mom lived in Denver. My dad is, lives in North Carolina. So I, if I went to a state with my dad, I'd go stay in North Carolina. And so kind of bounced around between Denver and North Carolina, both great places to play basketball, and then ended up committing uh, as a freshman to go play at the University of Pittsburgh. So how, how was your experience there? Played two years as, as a Pitt Panther. It was good. It taught me a lot. It taught me a, a whole lot um, about, you know, my development and, and kind of playing hard, playing at the highest level. And it, it helped me kind of get an appreciation for, you know, just the grind, the daily grind and understanding how much important, how important that is. And like you said, playing at the highest levels, playing in the ACC uh, against some really top talent. Do you want to point out you had uh, you appeared in 58 games as a Pitt Panther? Your best game was against VMI as a sophomore. So pretty awesome. Uh, but obviously hey, you I, came I, to Weber State. I, can yeah. I ask an ACC question before we get to Weber? You know, who's got who's got the, the most just awful fan base? 
I don't want to say awful, but 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 the ones that get under your skin. Is it the is it the Cameron Crazies? Is it the Terps? Is it which place um, do you guys just not want to go play? I wouldn't say we wouldn't want to go play there. Come honestly, like playing a game was kind of was kind of fun. Kind of it had its own excitement to it. But I think the wildest crowd for Storm might have been North Carolina my freshman year. North Carolina was yeah. wild that year. I couldn't even okay. hear the play calls. I couldn't hear nothing. It was just. It was that was that was that was that was interesting. North Carolina's arena in the ACC is kind of like Weber State's arena in the Big Sky. Like we got a really big arena for our conference, so mm-hmm. that makes me wonder. Though we didn't have the chance to talk to you last year because we weren't doing the show. But what what would bring you from Pitt to Weber State? What drew you here to Ogden? Just the environment and the coaching. I felt like one of the things I really wanted was you know an opportunity, one opportunity, and two a relationship with my with team with the coaches, man. I feel like when I came here, I really felt that. I really felt like I was going to be able to be in an environment where I could be taught, you know, I can be coached hard, and I can I can be loved at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's very important to me. What's the family feel? I, I wanted to be in a family. Definitely important, and, and I know that's what draws a lot of guys here is uh, they feel like they're they're being invested in. Um, had a great season last year, um, and and so Cam, I wanted to ask, you know, as as the season progressed last year, uh, how do you feel that uh, that coaching helped you progress as a player? Because it was your junior year, uh, you had, a, I think, you had an outsized role. You played a big role on the team. Uh, we fell a little bit short in the conference tournament, but I mean, I was super impressed. I went to the the Montana game. I went to the SUU game. I think you had both a great game in both of those games. And so I wanted to maybe ask you how you felt you progressed last season and with that coaching. So. Obviously, Coach Ray is an amazing guy, amazing, amazing dude, man. Like, I don't know if people can really understand or really grasp, you know, how 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 good of a guy he is. You know, what I'm saying when you when you when you get a head coach, usually, you know, they are publicly one way, and then to you guys in practice a different way. You know, what I'm saying, but Coach Ray is consistent, man. He's very consistent. I think one of the biggest things he kind of taught me was just, you know, kind of just believe in myself. I feel like I dealt with injury, I dealt with certain things in my whole career, and he believed in me, you know what I'm saying? He just believed in me and he encouraged, he encouraged us to be the best we can be. He encouraged us to take the shot. He encouraged us to play as hard as we could, you know what I'm saying? And he, and he encouraged us to be tough. And the toughness, like, I think that's why I, I, I gained more as the season going on. It was just being tough, just pushing through still, pushing through. And I think I needed that. Hey, Cam, I kind of want to, I want to ask you a little bit more about last year because you had a pretty interesting season, right? You transferred, you came over right before the season started and then you got injured and correct me if I'm wrong, it was a dislocated knee, right? Right. So I, I guess my question is kind of twofold. One, how difficult was that to come back from that, all the rehab and everything involved? And two, how much did that impact you for the rest of the season after you did come back from it? So the rehab was obviously pretty difficult. You had to strengthen up the muscles around your knee. And a lot of those are twitch muscles, a lot of them are small muscles. So it's kind of muscle you only work on, so it's kind of difficult in general. And, you know, obviously it changes some things. Like, you know, I feel like, before the injury, I was I had a very athletic play style. You know, what I'm saying I'd, I'd you know try to play above the rim, I'd try to play certain ways, and you know when you, you're missing half the strength in your knee, it's hard to do that. But it didn't stop me from, you know, playing hard defense or playing hard in other ways I possibly could. It just I just wasn't as as athletic or explosive off that leg. You know what I'm saying? So it had a it played a, a role, obviously, but you know, got keep on pushing. Cam, as the as the you know the season ended in March, and you know we've kind of been out of it because of COVID. Have you been able to kind of continue to work on rehabbing that knee and getting the strength back in those those smaller uh, muscles? And you feel you feel good going into this season? Oh, for sure, uh, for sure. My my, I feel like I my my leg is good. It's probably stronger than it was before. Now you know, it's like if I can dunk off that leg now, so it's <laughs> it's, it's it's good. So I feel like it, I feel like the time 
you know, in itself, for me at least, it was a blessing, you know, that the, having Corona hit and having almost be forced to not be able to do as much um, gave me time to rec- kind of recoup. Cam, I was going to ask, you guys, you know, schedule came out a little different this year in the sense that, you know, usually you guys have travel partners and there's, you know, playing, you know, you're, you're, you're partnered with another school. This year, obviously, you're playing back-to-back games on a Thursday, Saturday. Right. Uh, What's that going to be like? It seems like uh, playing a double. He- you're, you're playing a double header in a sense. Are you guys looking forward to that? Is that is that going to be different? A little different for you? No, uh, it's definitely going to be different. But I, the way I see it is like this. You know, at the end of the day, you have to you have opportunity to show either that you know the first game was a fluke that you lost, or that you can beat somebody twice in a row. You know, what I'm saying that you really are a better team in general, and the better teams are the ones who are the most together, the most that play the hardest, that are the toughest. You know, what I'm saying like. So it's an opportunity to show how tough we are as a, as a team, as an organization. And I think that's the blessing because, you know, some games might not go in your hands, but if you are consistently winning both nights, then it shows who you are. Kim, you talked about uh, your team a little bit and you want to see, you show the conference how tough you are. Um, Weber State's got a lot of new people this year. A lot of, you know, uh, what, what do we say? Nine new players uh, yeah. on this year's team. A lot of people transferred in just like you did. Um, as fans, we really don't know what the identity of this team is going to be. And so a couple questions, what are you doing to build chemistry without the normal non-conference schedule? And, and what are you guys, what do you think the identity of the team is going to be? Is it going to be the same uh, type of team that we were used to seeing Randy Ray put together? Or is there something special? I know our guy, John King, he's really looking forward to the interior defense this year. One thing I can say, right. Um, and like, I, I've seen a couple of the teams that coach Ray's put together and, and, one thing I can say about this team in this year is that we have some dogs. We have some guys who really want to win, who are really competitive and really take that seriously. You know what I'm saying? And like I, mean, I would say every every year you know, have players that want to win, but man, throughout the whole the whole roster is com- competition. It's people competing every every night, every day. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things we're doing in the building, we kind of live together. We we live. All of us kind of live next to each other. So we have a lot of time to spend with each other. Honestly, I feel like every day is a fun opportunity because these guys are like my friends. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, we don't, ha- we don't have to set up a trip to the bowling alley, get a trip to the- because we're always already together. We're already hanging out every day. We're already, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's been another thing that's been really good this year is that we just have grown as a friend first before teammates. And and it kind of boosts the competitiveness in practice because you went out, you know, you want to you do better than your friend. You want to, make them better they want to make you better so it's great so i don't i don't want to give our opponents any any bulletin board material but, but uh who's going to be the alpha dog guy who's, who's the guy that i want to see as a fan taking the last shot when we're down by one with with uh 15 seconds left in missoula when, t- when i tell you we have options i'm telling you is this year is as deep as deep man yeah it, yeah, it, yeah. Might, it might be game to game it might be a game to game thing whoever's hot like that's how we're yeah, start I, to have I, respect for these guys I, I like that. I like that we have options. I like that it's not just one alpha male right there. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to just be real for a second. I think that one of the struggles that the team last year had was too much deference in, the, in those closing situations that nobody was that leader, that guy that you just knew was the assassin that was going to knock down the three-pointer. Right. I mean, a lot of that stuff kind of, I feel like, will form like form as the year goes on. You know what I'm saying? Like It's, yeah, it's really hard yeah. to, to say how people are going to react in certain situations without being in this situation. Sure. You know what I'm I really, I really, I will tell you, you know, I, I really like Isaiah. I don't know if you know, I, I be, um, uh-huh. he's an amazing leader. I feel like in practice, at least so far, he's been able to hit a lot of, a lot of, you know, situation in shots. So we'll put it that way. He's a very, very yeah. good guy. We like to ask our guys on here a little bit more fluffy stuff. 
Um, everybody's a video gamer. Are you in? Who's the best uh, 2K player on the team besides you? So I don't play. I, I play a lot of games, but I don't play 2K. But I know yeah. some people play a lot of 2K. I think KJ, oh boy, uh, Corbin Cunningham plays a lot of 2K, uh, and I, I've heard him win a lot. I'm not gonna lie, Zaire, Zaire plays a lot of 2K. And, you know, what, what's your game of choice if you're not a 2K guy? Um, I like shooter games, so like a Call of Duty or like an Overwatch. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I PC game, so it's, it's one of my hobbies. Another fluffy question for you, but yeah. so what? What's the other side of the Rockies like compared to this side? What, what's the What's the main difference in uh, life in Denver, Colorado, versus life in Ogden, Utah? Honestly, it's it's similar in a lot of ways. Like it's honestly similar. Uh, the same, you know. I feel like. A lot of people in Utah like to do like outdoor stuff, and it's the same in Colorado. Um, the people are really nice and genuine. I feel like it's the same on both sides. It's really just the other side of the mountain. Like that's how I feel about it. It's, you know, the, 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 the mountain's literally on the other side. That's like yeah. the the saying. The saying here is you can always tell which way is east by looking at the mountain, and says the exact opposite in, in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I, I, looked, I, was, I was raised. If you want to know where west is, look towards the mountain. So that's it's funny. Cam, I wanted to. You know, you mentioned this before about the team living together, and because of COVID nineteen, you guys have been able to spend uh, a lot more time together, which has been great. And so, I wanted to ask about training. Uh, how has that been? In uh, you guys weren't able to. I don't think you guys were able to practice until like August or something like that, right? Like, what has right. what has training and coming together and getting in shape been like in during the time of COVID? Yeah. So, like, one of the things that. Like, oh, that has also helped our team bonding, honestly, is that we had to be kind of secluded from a lot of people because we don't want to, you know, get COVID. That's one of the things, you know, kind of driving us um, is not, you know, putting that, our season at jeopardy, let's be real. So in saying that, like, um, I feel like our workouts, like when we started our workouts, especially when we started our workouts, it really became like our, our team. It became like we are in our own little bubble, right? And it's been good because the, then the workouts are better. We we're encouraging each other to to be the best us because all we have right now is basketball. Let's be real. It's school, you know, our education and basketball. So that so we put all of our effort and energy into those workouts. Those workouts were actually made so much more to us because it was a blessing to even be able to have a season. The the workouts have been so competitive. They've been competitive and every situation is is, is competition. You know, if we're doing a student drill, I'm gonna beat you. You know what I'm saying? Like you look across and that's what that's what it is. Like you know, and I think that's that's been a blessing too. Is it's, you know having that seclusion and have that passion that's kind of driving us right now. Oh, that's, so that's... Uh, looking ahead at the schedule, Cam, uh, you've been in you've been a Wildcat for a season now. What two game stretch are you looking forward to? Which, which games are you you up for this season that that you just can't wait to to get out and play? Well, I'll say for me, it's two games. Right, for one, I want whoever they say is the best. Whoever they say is the best, I want that game. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm gonna be real. like. I feel like in my life and I feel like as a team, we kind of, we, we thrive to be the best. That's what we will be as we want. So if it's not us already, then point us at who is the best and let's go prove ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So that's, sure, that's the sure. first game. And obviously I have, you know, Northern Colorado is the game for me too. Cause you know, that's where I'm from. I'm from Colorado. Okay. I have a, like my family comes through that game. And this is a really big deal for me um, to play in front of my family. So that's the other game I'll say I look forward to. They've been very good the last few years. And so oh, yeah. I can see why. You know, it's sort of a, a cross section of the two things right there. You want to play the best, and they've been good. Plus, they have. I tell you what, Greeley. that Greeley road trip is not easy for any team. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's in my blood. I can't. I, I got. I got it. Cam, we've we've asked quite a few of the players that we've interviewed this kind of same question, and we wanted to pose it to you. A lot of guys when they come in, uh, they they model their game off of somebody. They take their inspiration from somebody, and we wanted to pose the same question to you. Kind of when you go out and play, is there you know? 
is there a particular player that you look up to or somebody that you have taken certain moves or somebody that you've modeled parts of your game on? Talk to us a little bit about that. So this is actually something I really believe in. And I came to the conclusion actually in the past two years, right? Is that I wanted my game to be all me. You know what I'm saying? I wanted my game to be original. If I do a move, if I do something, I want it to be, I want it to be because that's what I thought was the best. So that's what I thought was going to work. And it worked for me. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I just watched one person and was like, I want to, you know, dribble like Kyrie or I want to shoot from half court like Dame. I just thought, you know, how can I be the best cam today? You know what I'm saying? It's defense. Like, I want to be really good defense. I want to be aggressive on defense. I want to, you know, handle, I want to be very tight handle, very simple, but very effective. You know what I'm saying? Or like jump shot. I want to quick release. Like, I, I thought about the things that I want for myself so that I can be original. And that's kind of how I've approached my game. And last year, I think we saw a lot, a lot of that defense. We saw a lot of high energy from you. Is there something specific you've worked on this offseason to improve your game? Yes, I wanted to have a more consistent jump shot. Um, I feel like some games I had good, good shooting games, some games I didn't. And one of the things for me, especially um, coming back, was just making sure I had options when it came to shooting and just having good ball control in general. So uh, those are things I'm still working on, and I'm, we'll, we'll continue to work on until the first game and past the first game. Um, it's just being consistent. Cam, I wanted to wrap up the interview here by asking you uh, really briefly, we've talked to some of the other uh, student athletes about this and kind of mm-hmm. thought, wanted to get your take. What is your favorite, your favorite thing about Weber state or Ogden or your favorite place to hang out in the city? Like what's, what is it for you? What, what do you like about oh, Ogden or Weber state? Okay. Okay. Let me, let me think about this. There's a couple of things that I've done here so far that I, like popped in my mind immediately. One well, I mean, school is not in session right now, but I, I kind of like the campus feel of Weber State because it's kind of like an outdoorsy. It's very beautiful here. And like, I used to love that about Weber State is just walking around and having like just the nature. I'm an entrepreneur nature guy. And saying that, I can mention two other things that, that popped in my head. One, I went on a hike. I think it's right behind Weber. And there's a waterfall at the end of the hike. Mm-hmm. I, don't remember, I don't remember what the hike called, but that was an amazing experience. Waterfall Canyon. Yeah, Waterfall It's literally Canyon. called Waterfall Canyon. Yeah, yeah. So that's the hike I went on, and like I, I loved it. I loved it because at first you're like, okay, I'm just traveling up this weird like mountain type thing, and you're like, okay, well, like, what's the point? Like, what are we trying to see? And when you get there, it's such a rewarding feeling because it's like, like you kind of earned the experience to see the the beauty of of, of God's creation. I, I really, I really like that experience. That was really nice. And Jake's, okay, so Jake's is something that's really close to, um, to Weaver, right? Uh-huh. And Jake's ice cream hits different it is amazing i'm not gonna lie i love it's fantastic <laughs> i love that ice is. cream i feel like i feel like ice cream kind of rate like like raises my spirit sometimes if i'm feeling low i'll get some ice cream you know what I'm saying? that's one of those things like a cheap thing that i do for myself that makes me feel better and jake's just hits it just it's, it's right it's an in- ogden yeah. institution man for sure that it is well cam uh we appreciate you coming on weaver state weekly um we noticed uh, just you have a quick bio. If folks haven't downloaded the Weber State Wildcats app, there's an opportunity in there to look at the roster and you can learn more about Cam, about his past seasons and uh, kind of where he comes from. But in there, it also lists your major, uh, majoring in pro sales, right? Right. How's that going? It's good. It's really good. I think right now I have a I have a 3.5. I have two A's and two B's. Um, nice. So, so getting to know Tim Border and some of those folks over there. I love Tim. Love Tim is Tim. the man. Yeah, he's great. If Tim's listening to this, just tell him I miss him. I just want him to know that. Oh, man. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, Cam, thank you so much for coming on Weber State Weekly, chatting with us a little bit about you, a little bit about what Wildcat fans can expect this fall. Uh, I think the first game is going to be in December. It's like December 2nd or something like that. And right. so hopefully we'll find out in the coming weeks if uh, we'll be able to have fans. And if so, 
we'll uh, definitely be at that home opener on January 2nd, I believe it is. And so fingers crossed, but either way, we'll be watching you on Pluto TV. If that can't happen and really excited to see what this team can do this year. And uh, we hope to see you guys really do well in the Big Sky uh, tournament and hopefully win a championship. I appreciate y'all. Thank you guys for having me again. I really appreciate y'all. All right. We really appreciate Cam coming on the show and chatting with us a little bit tonight about what to expect next season. And uh got to say, I'm really pumped. I don't know about you guys, but I think it's going to be a good one. And, you know, hearing those takes from Cam about the competitiveness between this team, uh, I think we're in for a, a real treat this season. But next, we want to put to our panel a... Uh, like we mentioned at the top of the show, there is a new revised men's basketball and women's basketball schedule uh, out uh, conference play only that will be starting uh, in about a month or so from now. And so we want to get our panel's takes on what this schedule looks like for them and uh, how they're feeling about it. So first question to the panel is overall thoughts on the men's basketball schedule that was released last week. What are you thinking? I, 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 I've got this one, uh, Colby. Um, I can't say that I'm a huge fan because I'm a traditionalist. I've been watching Weber state basketball for 20 plus years. The Thursday, Saturday travel partner, uh, method has worked well. Um, it was a disaster a few years ago when they went to the Friday, Saturday schedule, trying to save some money that, that just was an awful season for everybody all around. Um, you, when they went right back to the Thursday, Saturday, uh, traditional, uh, mold, um, I don't like the home and home. I understand why we're doing it. It's to reduce travel, um, but playing the same team back to back. While I'm excited at some of those opportunities to see how you do in back to back games, I, I think it's a travesty that that we're going. I, well, let me just say, I took one look at the schedule, saw we got to spend two days, a whole weekend in Missoula, and I was out. <laughs> that was it for me. I was out just on that. I, I thought to myself, crap, why did was why does Weber always get the short end of the stick and having to go to Missoula? Why couldn't why couldn't that uh why couldn't the Grizz come here? So as as far as that goes, I'm a traditionalist. Um I understand why they're doing it. Uh I think there's a couple of good stretches and we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh but I this is gonna be a weird season. I, I get it. I know why they're doing it. Um, but I don't think that the schedule favors the Wildcats. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm worried about that. I gotta, I gotta say that the same thing happened to me when I saw that we were going to have to spend the weekend in Missoula back-to-back games. Traditionally, we state has had a tough time winning in that building. And uh, even though we've got probably a very competitive team, it's always difficult. Uh, it it feels trip. like we're starting the conference in an O2 hole at two games behind the Grizz to start the season. <laughs> Uh, but that could it's not it's not a foregone conclusion, so we might be surprised. I may be just totally different than the rest of the panel, but I think it makes it more enjoyable. You know, it's it's a two game series. It's a it's it's a it's a two game set. It's a not quite a home and away like you see in soccer or anything like that. A two leg series, but it, it sure makes it fun. If you, that Thursday game's gonna, you're going to watch it to see what the first result is, and then the Saturday game you're going to watch to see if it if it holds true. You know, you're you're going to want to watch. You're going to be glued to the TV more in my opinion, because you're going to want to see the two games. I also really like having a two game series because I, you know, those, those chippy games, if a game gets kind of chippy on Thursday night, it's must see TV on Saturday night. You're going to want, you're going to want to see what, you know, how, how the, how the chippiness trans transcends into the next game. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's the best 
case scenario. It's it's obviously not. We're we're making you know lemonade out of lemons with with it. None of us are happy that we're we're not playing Montana at home, um, but we do get Eastern Washington at home. You know, we get some of the other quality teams in the conference at home. So I don't know. I, I'm excited. I'm excited we get to play basketball. I hope we actually get to go to some games. And I think you're right. We don't normally have series in college basketball. That's not a thing. And so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I kind of side with Cam Davis in the fact that I like that there's the potential for immediate redemption, right? And last year, we saw how many games that were so close that we that Weber State ended up losing right at the end. And I would think to myself, oh, if we could just get these guys again this weekend, we'd get them. We'd beat them. This year, we've got that chance. And so from a formatting perspective, a conference formatting perspective, I like that. I like that we're playing teams back-to-back. I think it's an interesting mix-up, and I think there's a lot of potential for some new narratives that the sport has never seen. And so from that perspective, I really like it. Now, from Weber State specifically, from their schedule, I think you open up with a really interesting opponent in Portland State. They just lost their point guard to Arizona State. He transferred. And then the next three series, I think, are very intriguing. And I think that that, for me, this may seem like a bailout, but I think that those three series are where I'm going to really develop my expectations for this season. Idaho State, you never know what's going to happen with them. We saw that last year. And so you're splitting that series, one game in Pocatello, one game in Ogden. And then where what happens? We get the conference champs back-to-back in Ogden. And then after that, you follow it up with Southern Utah, one game Ogden, one game Cedar City. And so I think those three series right there are going to tell us a whole lot about where the Wildcats are going to be in the big sky this season. I, I agree with you, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple of points here. I think that stretch of games that you just mentioned, AC, uh, Idaho State, the two Eastern Washington games, and the one Southern Utah game, we got four games in a row right at home, um, and that's I wish that were I wish that stretch were at the end of the season rather than the beginning because everything else is is you're on the road one weekend, you're at home the next. Um, having those four four games uh, in a row right at home, um, I think that's a, a chance for the Wildcats to get get some momentum going on. Um, but to, to Dustin's point about the, uh, 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 the Saturday night, this conference has already said that likely those Saturday games are going to be matinees. You're going to play at seven o'clock local time on Thursday. You're going to be playing at one or one thirty or two on Saturday. And, and they're doing that so that they don't have to spend that Saturday night into Sunday in a hotel. They want to get out for travel reasons there. I, I think that's a problem on that those back-to-back games. Although you have a Friday in the city, you don't have the travel problems. Remember when we used to do the Greeley to North Dakota road trip, and North Dakota always played those Saturday matinees, and and that was a huge home court advantage because the team was coming in late from Greeley. You didn't get a good rest on Friday, and then you'd have to go and play an early game on Saturday. Uh, I, I think the uh, the early games on Saturdays temper that a little bit. Uh, for the excitement and and it's going to be an interesting thing but uh ac you're exactly right that stretch from january 2nd to january 21st uh is going to be the most telling for the wildcats it just means less drinking in missoula is what it means which is better for 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 everybody you know they'll show up with (laughs) you gotta start at 8 a.m maybe they will but you know yeah i I actually think if there are fans it, it may temper the road games a little bit yeah, and so I, you know, you all have sort of started to begin talking about this. I wanted to ask what you thought would be the toughest stretch on the schedule. Um, we've talked a little bit about that, but 
dive in a little bit deeper. I want to, I want to know as you know, even though it's, it's off and on the way we talked about, you get, you get a week at home and a week on the road, a week at home. I mean, look at this, look at the opponents. I mean, regardless of travel, what do you think is the toughest stretch on the schedule? Maybe AC the great, travel is the great, great equalizer in the big sky though, Colby. And, and, and I think that's what makes this schedule really interesting is the last four weeks of Weber's schedule. We go at Montana back to Ogden for NAU. Then we're going at Sacramento and back home. And I think those long road trips bouncing back and forth. Um, those are, those are tough road trips to do. Um, we've got to go to Idaho, which is one of the the outposts of the big sky, right? Um, along with Eastern Washington. Um, I, I think where we're traveling, we've got one of the more difficult travel schedules. We go to Portland, we go to Moscow, we go to Missoula, we go to Sacramento, right? Those, those are the, the tough trips in, in the big sky. Yeah, that's very true. Um, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of time spent on the road. What about some of you, uh, Chappie or AC, what are you, what are your thoughts on toughest, toughest stretch on this schedule? Uh, it, it is a fair point. I mean, you, you look at what the other teams are doing. I mean, yeah, that's it, it's not easy. Big Sky is not an easy, an easy road conference. Um, I, I tend to agree with everybody else. So it is the, the those that first half of the season's what's what's going to determine it. It's going to be the momentum, you know, and especially for Weber State, where there's so many new guys. I mean, they're going to play a couple of out of out of conference games, but with so many new guys and then being thrown in it, you know, with some tough scenarios that early on, this first three or four series there are going to be extremely telling on what the last part of the schedule actually means or ends up becoming. So for me, the toughest part of the schedule revolves around Montana. It's the, it's the three series, the Montana sandwich, if you will. So you got Montana state in Ogden, and then you've got Montana up in Montana. And then after that, you've got Northern Arizona. And the, the reason I say it's the Montana sandwich is because last year, um, I, I think I went to every home game, but one last year. And the one game where I really saw last year's team get up was Montana. That was the one where the team was fired up, like the most fired up I'd seen all season. Yeah. And we ended up winning. It was a fantastic game. Yeah. Luckily, Jimmy and, falls, <laughs> falls out yeah. of that game. Cause he's killing us from Dude. three. <laughs> it was like, okay, we got a chance. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we win that thing and it's a freaking barn burner of a game. Awesome game. But I want to know, cause Montana state's a good team too. Mm-hmm. And so heading into that two game set, are we going to overlook Montana state, a talented Montana state into Montana? Are we going to be sleepwalking through the Montana state games? And then of course you have Montana and we've addressed that. But then after the two, the two game Montana set, how do we react to what happened in Montana? If we, let's say we sweep the Montana series, right? Best case scenario, we sweep the Montana series. Do we carry that momentum into the Northern Arizona series? Or if we lose out, if we lose out to Montana, how do we, I mean, do we just come out flat to Northern Arizona? And so that those six games to me, I think are going to be the, the most tough because I know that this Weber state team gets up for Montana. Like they, like they do for nobody else. And so, so it, it I, all revolves around Montana. I, I agree with you, but there's a sneaky, sneaky, tough road trip. And that's the Portland state one. And I know there's been talk about moving that off of December 3rd and December 5th in Portland to later and closer to the, at the end of the month. But Weber state has a history of slow starts, right? Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. have the NAIA or division two schools 
that are coming in that we're just going to blow out to, to fix rotations and stuff. Portland State is a tough team. They're a tough out. They play tough in Portland. And and if we have to, if those dates hold on the third and the fifth, I think that's a sneaky game where we could be in an 0-2 hole to start the conference season before the season's even started. And and that's that's a sneaky, sneaky hard road trip. Yeah, Portland State has been a really good program of late. You know, I think it was two years ago they had great wins against Stanford, against Cal. Like they played these Pac-12 programs tough. It's it's uh, Coach Peary up there, right? Uh, yeah. lo- local boy. He future Weber say head coach Barrett Peary. He, yes, he, he's a great guy. Probably the most entertaining coach in the league right now. Um, but, uh, that road trip scares me. Well, that's interesting. So I wanted to wrap up this segment by asking you guys what you, what dates will be circled on your calendar, whether that's home or away. And I think that, you know, we've talked a lot about the series in Missoula. I think we have to throw that out of this conversation because I know we're all looking at that series in Missoula as a bellwether for what this team can be in the conference tournament. So aside from that series, what is another series that you have circled on your calendar? For me, I, I'm going to take, I think I know where the other two guys are going to go. And so I'm going to take a different route. Um, I am going to say that the series I have circled is on New Year's Eve and January 2nd, Idaho State. My reasoning for Idaho State is because we lost a game to Idaho State last year. That pissed me off. Like it yeah. pissed me off so I was furious. Yeah, I was at that game and I was pissed. It was like, what and is this? I, they were on like I want game losing streak. Yeah, like stupid. I saw so I, I want revenge, but it's not just the revenge factor, it's also just the timing factor of it. Because with college basketball, usually traditionally the season really kicks in around the new year. And it's usually on the on the backside of the new year. In this case, we get Idaho State on New Year's Eve, which that's fine by me. I don't care. I think it'll be fun. But um, that's usually when the conference season starts is right after the new year. And so for me, that's when I really get into college basketball mode and I'm just eat, breathe, sleep, college basketball. So it's the timing of it right around the new year. Plus, I really want revenge. We shouldn't lose to Idaho or the state of Idaho in anything. Right. The Utah, the state of Utah should be Idaho and potato consumption. Like we don't lose to them in anything. And I'm, I'm just so mad that we lost to Idaho state last year and I want revenge. That's fantastic. I love that take. (laughs) Sean, what about you? What, what, what series do you have circled? So if we're throwing out the Montana, which is the obvious one and Chappie's going to say EWU probably because they're the best and he wants to beat the best. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take this a different route. I, I'm a Weber State guy. I think basketball is Weber State's birthright. We've always been a basketball school. There are a number of schools in the big sky that I don't think we should ever lose to. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to expand it from AC's take on I, the state of Idaho. I think there are about 10 big sky schools we should never lose to in basketball. Now, I know that that's not realistic, and 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 that's that I'm, I'm being very hyperbolic here, but, but uh, the last game that I attended in person – uh, was March in Boise, Idaho, and we lost to Sacramento State in what I will lovingly refer to as a play-in game at the 2019 Big Sky Basketball Tournament before it was canceled. I was there. I was in person. I need to beat Sac State to get that taste out of my mouth so that I know that Weber State basketball is back in their rightful position and uh, and not at the bottom of the Big Sky that we're back at the top. Definitely true. Don't want to lose that game, and we shouldn't be losing that game. Chappie? 
What series is scheduled or circled on your calendar? Yeah, Sean knows me. It's Eastern Washington. They're the defending champs. The games are at home. It's a phenomenal opportunity early in the year to set the tone and get the lead that you're ultimately going to lose when you play get back-to-back games in Montana. Ouch, not a lot of optimism there and Chappie's take guys I, I want to chappy <laughs> i wanted to throw in my take here and i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna break with you guys a little bit and i'm gonna say that the last series of the of the schedule versus noco in ogden i think that that's going to be an important series because northern colorado has been very good of late and they have had some you know some some seniors that have graduated or folks that have transferred but I think that there are going to be serious implications with that series. And I think that it's going to matter what happens right there. It's going to determine seating. So that, that's a seating series to. for you. Yes. It's an important series and it's one where you got to win both games. I think appreciate all your takes on the men's basketball schedule. Hopefully like we've talked about, we get an opportunity to see some of these games in person. We'll be finding that out hopefully soon, whether or not we will, but either way, we'll be watching them on Pluto TV if not. And so looking forward to the upcoming schedule. Now we're going to go to our last segment, which is over under. So we just talked all about hoops this episode. We're all about hoops. And so we're going to stick with that over under guys. Here's my first take. Men's basketball will win 15.5 games out of a 20 game season this year. Who wants to go first? Let's start with Chappie over or under. I'm pumped after hearing our interview with Cam Davis, like him talking about practice, just being, you know, difficult, you know, environment for junkyard dogs. And it's, I have me excited. It makes me feel like these guys are here and they are ready to ball. So I'm taking the over confidence, taking the over. I like it. Sean, Colby, what about I know you? where you, I know where you got this number. Randy Ray always says every year, we want to take care of business at home. You go 500 on the road, 20 game conference schedule. You've got 10 home dates. You've got five. If you go 500 on the road, that's five. That's 15. That's, that's the goal for any season that our coach has put out for us. I'm taking the under. I, I don't think with the back-to-back schedules that we are going to go 500 on the road. And even if we only lose one, that, that's the under at your, at your line of 15 and a half. Um, or even if we go 500 on the road, we have to go better than that to beat the over. So I, I'm taking the under because I think we drop one or two that we shouldn't drop on a Thursday night uh, in one of these big sky cities. Dang. So Sean coming in with a with a bucket of cold water, letting everybody know <laughs> how he feels. Hey, I'm eight. pumped. Cam Davis got me pumped. I'm good, but I'm a realist. Brett Hine called me a realist this week on Twitter. I, I, I'm a realist. I, I got to go with, with where my gut is. Fair enough. Taking the under on that one. And AC, what are you going to do? Are you going to take the over or the under on this one? First, I'm calling out my co-host. One, Chappie. I need consistency. Chappie's like, oh, we're getting swept in Montana. And then he's like, I'm fired up. We're going to win every game. This is Chappie, come on. I need consistency. <laughs> and then Sean, we got the expectations manager. And Sean is like, hey, we're not winning the game. Come on, man. I'm, I'm putting us right. I, I think we're going to be right around the 15-game mark. I'm going slightly under. I think we're going 13 games, 13 wins in the 20-game schedule. And I think that it's going to be mostly chemistry. I think this team's going to struggle a little bit early on um, with Randy. I, I don't know that I'm confident with Randy coaching this group right out of the gate with the way that the team is composed. Um, a lot of transfers, a lot of guys, and they get along outside of uh, off the court, which I think is awesome. But do they get along on the court? I guess mm-hmm. we're not going to find out until, you know, 
a few series into this season. And at that point, who knows what our record's going to be. We're facing the champs early on. I think it's I think it's going to be a little bit tough, but I got this team winning right around 13 games, so I'm taking the under. AC, right. I love that you call me out and then you give the exact same take. The exact <laughs> same take. You call me out for being I'm consistent. A manager I'm consistent. I'm not I you know what you're a realist you're a realist on Twitter but I like to have fun too whatever I don't care Sean (laughs) leave me alone Sean (laughs) I like it I like the rivalry I got one more for you guys here so we're gonna flip it a little bit we're gonna go to women's basketball now and the women's basketball is essentially the reverse of what the men's schedule is and so with that I wanted to give you guys this line Women's basketball will win 11.5 games out of a 20-game season this year. AC, AC how about, was looking uh, – can I start, Colby? Okay, yeah, Sean, how about you? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. AC is calling me out for my consistency. Here is consistency for you. On a podcast, this very show, a couple of episodes ago, we had this very same question, and I think the line was very, very – and I took the under. I'm taking the under again. I, I think an excellent uh, – an excellent season for the Wildcats is to finish around 500. 500 is 10 games. Uh, I, I think that would be a great increase from last season. Coach V's got some things going on. I'm excited to watch them this year. I committed to watching the games this year. It's but it's going to be the under. I don't I don't think we're in that top echelon of the conference. 500 is the expectation, and that, and that's 10 games. Fair enough. Going to take in the under on this one. Uh, AC, what about you? Over or under on 11.5 games for the women's squad? So this team is so different than the team from last year from a couple of different perspectives. We're getting a lot of players back from injury. And that you're going to have a lot more experience. I think that uh, Coach Harris, I think that she's a good coach and she knows this group. Last year, the kryptonite of this team was turnovers. There was one game that I, I remember listening on Pluto TV and they said that Weber State was ranked like 350th or some absurd number in the entire country in turnovers. And I don't think that they're going to turn the ball over that much this year. I think it's more talented. I think the team's more experienced. I'm taking the team to win 12 games. I'm taking the over, Woo! Colby. Woo! He's taking the over. I like the confidence, man. This check is the, the tape. I think he took the over last time too, but uh, check the tape. I want to see if there's consistency with these. <laughs> oh man. Yes. I love it. Well, I would love to see the team turn the corner as well. Uh, I think it'd be a wonderful thing to see the lady Wildcats uh, winning, you know, nearly as many games as the men this season. Fantastic. Chappie, why don't you bring us home? You're going to take the over or the under on women's basketball winning 11.5 games this season. I'm going to take the over, but it's going to be, somewhat of a pragmatic reason. Um, I do think they've improved. We've talked about a lot on here. I think Coach V's, they're they're trying. They really are trying. They're giving it their best. I also think there's a little bit bit of realism in here in the sense that here in Utah, we're not nearly as restricted as far as athletes getting together, practice, things like that as as some of the other states are uh, in the big sky. So I think the teams just have more time together. They've had more opportunity to work on things together than some of the other schools are in the big sky. When you have a young team and you have team that that's that's trying to build a foundation that time together means a lot so uh, from a from a practical point of view i think they can win more games just because they've had more time together chappy did not answer the question he, he no, did he not say he, over under i think I he said over push. he said he's taking the over i oh, said no, over. No, 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 no push i should have said that at the beginning of the rules no push yeah no okay, I'm, but, but chappy didn't push I, my hot take well i guess sometimes they come with disqualifiers but yeah no, there's no push here i, I took the over he took the over. So I like it. I like confidence in the women's squad leading up Stir to this season. Pot. Really excited. 
to see what is going to happen. Hey, Colby, can I ask one quick over under? Okay. Uh, for, and this is 10 seconds for everybody, right? Over under 200 people in the D event center on game days for basketball. Oh, I am going to take the over, I think. I'm, I'm going guys? over too. Over is 200 people is not a lot of people in an arena. <laughs> yeah, no, especially I, I'm arena, saying 200 people size. is your friends and family, right? And staffers and, and stuff like that. That's yeah. where I'm setting the line for, for fans. Are fans going to be allowed in the Purple Palace? AC over under. Fans are allowed in the Purple Palace, and it's going to be over. Yes. I hope so. I, I hope think so. so. We've got enough space in the D that I think we can do it safely. Hey, we, we could have like a normal full capacity game based off of what, and still social distance based off some of our, some that's of our cold, recent Chappie. attendance that's numbers. Cold. Chappie, stop. Wow. That's cold. I want to point out that Weaver State has the best attendance numbers in the conference. Oh, so, we have, we have our arena is three Colby. times bigger than everybody else in the conference. Matter. We still have more people and in our arena. Mic. Cut Chappie's mic. Am I, am I trumping it? Am I trumping it tonight? Are you guys gonna... <laughs> That's a two-show suspension, man. Uh, a two-show suspension. Dog it on your own team. And a uh, fine. And a fine. Did, did I just get like around the horn? Is that what, is that what happened here? <laughs> We're going to wrap the show up here. Uh, unfortunately, there are no upcoming events this week, so we will continue to look forward to December 3rd when there will be a basketball game coming up. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, feel free to email us. We're at WeaverStateWeekly at gmail.com. It's a place where you can send us your feedback. If you have an idea for a segment on the show, it's a great place to do it. Also, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Twitter is the best place to chat with the Weaver State Weekly team. If you have an idea for a segment or some feedback you want to give us, also another great place to do it. And we've got a great blog. There's a couple of new pieces this week. Thanks to AC. He's been hitting the recruiting beat and been talking to some of the folks that have been offered Weber State, some of the folks that have committed to Weber State on the football side. And so check out the blog at WeberStateWeekly.com where you can read up on some of AC's interesting uh, chats with these recruits and what the future might hold for them. Because I know we've got some Waldo's Magic 8 Ball that's part of uh, those some of those pieces. So check them out. All right. With that, we're finally going to wrap up the show and uh, look forward to chatting with you gents again next week. Uh, But until then, I'm going to say Weber State, Weber State. Great. Great. Great.